Hello, and welcome to First Floor Corner Store, a podcast about building and strengthening community in the built environment. I'm Maggie Krause, and I'm excited to bring you this episode featuring Adair Green, DJ and co-founder of Hot Sauce, which is self-defined as a Brooklyn-based female collective celebrating black and brown culture by creating spaces that support cultural and creative inclusivity. After spending time in a handful of cities across the country, Adair found herself in Brooklyn, very much looking for a space that didn't seem to exist. Even in one of the largest cities in the world, Adair recalls feeling as though she and her friends had to make serious compromises in their pursuit of a place to dance, celebrate, unwind, and build community. What began as an observation about the lack of safe and dynamic spaces for black and brown folks has evolved into a seemingly non-stop circuit of parties, events, and gatherings that seek to uplift and celebrate marginalized identities within her community. Even in the time since we recorded this interview, Hot Sauce has expanded tremendously, continuing to cultivate a unique and accessible platform in Brooklyn and beyond. In this episode, I talked to Adair about the experiences that shaped her move to Brooklyn, the founding of Hot Sauce, her goals and ambitions, and why she loves what she's doing. You've been in different cities. You're in New York right now, but mm-hmm. I know you were in Seattle and you were in Philadelphia. Yeah. So what do you make of different cities and different places? Like, how do you feel about New York compared to other places you've been? Wow. Um, New York is great. I feel like there's no place like New York. And once you're like in it, it's hard to go anywhere else because everything's a little bit slower, even though you need that sometimes. Yeah. But I feel like going someplace else where I'm at right now might just not work for me because I'm just kind of moving. But like yeah. compared to when I was living, like I'm from northern New Jersey, you know, back home. I do know. So I was <laughs> uh, and then I went to school in Philly. So Philly was great. And I guess when I think about the different places I've lived, I really think about like my queer experience because it's such a big part of who I am. Um, so Philly was great because I really found myself and it's really queer and it's really black and it's really just out there. Like I remember uh, when I was going to like orientation at college, and I was like walking around the city with my parents. We were looking at the city map and there was literally an area that just said gayberhood. And I was like, I think What's I was like that? I think this might work. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was like Philly, Philly's gonna work for me, and you know I really found myself in Philly. I had a great time, and it's really homey, um, and there's so much culture and art and history there. So that yeah. was really great. And then after school, I moved to Seattle uh, for like a year and a half or so uh, for work, and that was a whole nother experience. Like. First of all, I had never been to Seattle and I didn't know anyone in Seattle. So like when I got off the plane to move there, it was like, all right, this is this is where I'm at now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it was cool. And like I experienced like a whole different side of queer culture there too. Like, I mean, not just like queer culture first was very queer. Like I feel like it's, uh, it was really heteronormative here on the East Coast. Like at least what I experienced in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went over there, it was like everything I had ever heard in like gender studies classes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like people are really out here. And it was great. <laughs> it was like, it was like a really expansive experience. I really liked the pace. Like everyone just takes their time, mm-hmm. which is really nice. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty yeah. crazy, but it was great. Everyone was so much more relaxed. Like it just seemed like a really free place and a beautiful place. But it was also very white. And I 
just didn't have that experience I was looking for. Like I was missing something mm-hmm. uh, constantly. So I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. But I got an opportunity uh, and a promotion to move back to New York. And I was talking to someone here in like back in Philly. So I was like, all right, let me just hop back over. Um, so I started working in New York and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it was amazing. Like living out in Brooklyn is such a great experience. Like there's so many um just great people and like the vibe is different you can really tell when you're going from like manhattan to brooklyn so i work in manhattan like nine to five and then uh when i'm not in manhattan basically in brooklyn all the time yeah um and brooklyn is also where i discovered this like really strong and beautiful qt poc community um like through various events here and there Mm -hmm. um and that was just a great experience to just it's like finding your tribe a little bit like people who really like understand certain parts of your experience, like certain nuances. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really great. Yeah. And yeah. yeah well, sorry. can you so can you break down that acronym for folks who oh, might not know uh, what QTPOC <laughs> stands for? Queer trans people of color. Okay. Uh, so go. it ranges the spectrum there. Um, yeah, it's been great, yeah. and that's kind of how I kind of got inspired to do more than just work my nine to five job and kind of. Right moved into DJing and event yeah. production. And, and we yeah. just talked about this a little bit before we started, but you, this has not even been a year that you've been DJing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, it seems like you're so busy. Like it, And I know that's just the, like the internet and social media has a way of making people appear a certain way, but it seems like you're doing so much to just carve out a space and, and be a part of a community and... Um, I wonder, I mean, you mentioned Seattle being super white and, and the East Coast being kind of heteronormative. Do you feel like you came to New York and were like, I need to make a space that currently like doesn't exist in other places? Or how much of your experience elsewhere came into doing what you're doing now? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think I definitely pulled on my experiences in various places and things that I liked about each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really liked that community in Philly where I just was able to see a lot of people that looked like me and you know it wasn't specifically POC but still everyone was just coming together like they were great what's it called stimulus um they had great parties all the time it really brought people together and it was like oh like my people you know Mm -hmm. um and then when I went to Seattle even though it was really white on the other hand it was so queer and open that I really learned so much about the spectrum and just experiences, just talking to so many different people and just living there and day in and day out. And it was really great. Like, yeah, I wouldn't change my experience for anything, you yeah. know? So then I went um, <clears throat> back to Brooklyn and I'm like, this is dope. It was more like I was finding people that kind of came together to fit all the things I was looking for, but I wasn't finding spaces that were consistently available for people to get together. Like there would be an event every once in a while. Like there was a screening for this um, lesbian web series called 195 Lewis. And I remember sitting in the theater and just looking around and being like, where are all these people? Like, I know I'm sitting there on Friday night. Like, what am I going to do? Like, do I have to go to Manhattan to do something? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, you know what? Like, we're going to do this. And then it added to that, like the different party experiences, just my experiences going out and doing things. Like when I was in college, me and my buddies would always kind of like have an iPod on us because 
we go to parties, it's like nice. You've got people, you got atmosphere, but this music is horrible. So we're just gonna <laughs> slide in here and start playing this, right. you know, and get the party going. So we would throw parties and things like that. Um, but I was never finding parties that had the right kind of vibe. And it's kind of a weird thing to describe, but it has to have the right feeling to it where it's not too pretentious or too cool either, where people mm-hmm. are having a good time, just there to dance. No one's going to be, you know, violating anyone. Like people feel safe and able to be themselves. Right. Um, and I found spaces like that, but I just wish there were more. So after one frustrated night of going out again, I was like, my buddy, one of our partners in hot sauce, I was like, Meg, let's just do this. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Right. Like, nine to five. My nine to five job is not where my heart lies. And I've been looking for something. And hmm. Yeah. So talk about hot sauce a little bit. Talk about who is involved and what, ah, what you do. Hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, me, Megan, who I just mentioned, Caitlin and Noelle, and we all come together. And basically we're just here to support like women and people of color and just mar- marginalized communities queer communities to come out and provide spaces for them to gather, showcase talent, come together and just, I guess, heal from all the bullshit that's going on all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that started with our party, uh, Hot Sauce, uh, and it's a day party, so we usually have, I'm our resident DJ, um, and then we'll have usually a guest DJ or two and a performer. Nice. So it happens <laughs> once a month or like almost uh, once a month? Like every six weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the same spot every time. You're you're not in the same venue or the same... No, we're looking for the right venue. Yeah. Yeah. And what's... The, I mean, like, how do you find that place? Because I, I, like I said, I know what it's like to try to book gigs as a musician Ooh. in a very specific genre. And, you know, you kind of seek out places that are the right fit. What goes into finding a place that's going to work for you? Um, so like layout, like things we've learned along the way, really, um, making sure there's enough space. It's not too small. Um, if we're going to be there during the day, we want there to be like windows, a backyard area. So we have a lot of like natural light coming in and sometimes layouts of different areas might not, uh, be the best for kind of shining that light through Mm -hmm. the whole space. So, and you're saying daytime, like what does daytime mean? Um, so our party runs from three to nine. Oh wow. 10, you know depending it just keeps going so yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and it's it's great We've, we really had great turnouts like we started our first one was here in our apartment uh we had like what was it we had like 130 people in here in this apartment yeah it was crazy it was That's so crazy it was so nuts yeah the cops came we had to do like the old school like shh like, everyone just quiet be quiet. The be cops quiet. came up to the apartment? Yeah, they knocked. Like, Noelle had to go out and talk to them, and we're like, everybody just hide and be quiet. Oh, my God. It was nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. And then we, <laughs> you know, we kept rocking out till like, 4, 4.30 in the morning. It oh was great. Oh, my God. So oh it was a great time. Um, uh, we give out chicken, too. Wow. Yeah, with an assortment of sauces, so. Like, like chicken fingers? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, amazing. It's dope. That it's happens dope. at every we wanna, party? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have chicken at a hot sauce party. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. It'll give the people something. Yeah. Incentive for for coming out. Hey, and you're going to have a good time. I mean, no one's complained to me yet. No, that's, I mean, that's that's amazing. And I think of New York, I mean, you could do hundreds of things on any given day. (sighs) Even just in Brooklyn. I mean, I always feel so grateful as a performer when people come out to shows because there's literally an endless list of things they could be doing instead so it feels kind of special when people show up it really does and like seeing the same faces like it's 
It's great. It's yeah. great. The, su- the support has been amazing in the community. So, like, yeah. you just appreciate everybody who comes out, rocks out with us, has a good time. Yeah. And, I mean, how much are you talking to people about maybe the deeper level of, of having a gathering space like this? Like, if you put so much time and energy into cultivating a space, are you really seeking, like, feedback from people? Are you, like, talking to people about what it means to, like, be able to just, like, gather and have a good time and be among queer people and be among people of color and have it be... Like, do people talk about that as a meaningful experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's always a topic that kind of comes up in the various spaces I'm in. Because, I don't know, I feel like there's kind of a just a movement happening, especially in Brooklyn right now. There's so many people doing so many amazing things, and a lot of us are actually working together to kind of just give our community more of a platform. And all the feedback I've gotten has just been, people have been really happy for a place to go and just feel comfortable and feel like they belong. Yeah. You know, uh, and it can be tricky sometimes. So I'm just happy to provide space, make people smile, make them dance. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been great. Like it's, it's great. It that's how like I do my healing. And you know. and as as a DJ, do you ever feel disconnected? Because like obviously you're the, like front and center in a literal way and a theoretical way of your kind of controlling how people are experiencing the evening but do you ever feel like you wish you could leave the dj booth and go experience the space like at a distance or are you happy Um, to be not at a distance like i'll leave the dj booth to dance with the crowd sometimes like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's my jam like i can't like (laughs) let me just take a minute um but no i feel like especially at least for me like a lot of the experience of DJing is kind of feeling the crowd and feeling their energy and kind of connecting with them in a way that you can keep everybody moving. Like, like song selection is really key and timing is really key and you have to know where your audience is in their journey for the night so you can throw on that thing that they're thinking you're going to put on next. So that's like... There are things that come together, mm-hmm. you know, certain songs that give a certain type of energy and you can tell they're thinking, you know what, I wish like they played that next. Right. And when you throw that on here from a random like scream in the crowd, it's like, those are the moments I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is working. <laughs> An electric slide breaks out. Like, it's just, you got to kind of connect. And when you feel that energy, that's kind of the vibe. That's exactly the vibe that I go for. And I've been fortunate enough to experience that pretty frequently. Um, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have mentors? Do you have people in your life or in these circles that have maybe kind of done a little bit more of this? Or do you, like, admire people that are doing the same kind of yeah. thing? I, I mean, I think... So I, there, I go to this DJ school called Scratch Academy. Um, and it's... Yeah, it's in Manhattan. And that's been a great experience, not only just, like, learning the skills, but also... Um, just being around other DJs um, and just watching them work and seeing how people um, put things together. Like, I can't... There are so many dope people I couldn't really even select. I feel like there are so many things I pull from um, different experiences, and every day I'm just trying to go listen to new music, listen to different DJs, because people pull things together in different ways. You can give every DJ the same three songs, and they're going to combine them in different ways, make them sound different. And yeah, I mean, just the experiences. You never know when you're going to get inspiration. I get it everywhere, I guess you could say. Yeah. And you said you work full time. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. how how do you, how much time during your week are you spending on DJing or or planning events? 
A lot. I, a lot. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Because, like, there's the work of, like, playing the event, um, like, booking the talent, all that. But then there's also just going out and, like, experiencing the culture and listening to the music and finding new DJs and all of that. So I feel like I'm always working on DJing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I bet. You're about <laughs> to go on vacation, yes. so that's good. <laughs> yes, in a few hours, we in a few will hours. be in Mexico. It's going to be so... So nice. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Yes, I'm going to take a few days just to recharge. Yeah. But, you know, it's... I don't know. I'm not really... Like, Noelle, whose roommate, part of Hot Sauce, also my manager, she's just like, you need to just sit down and relax. Like, a lot of time, I'm like, let's just go do something. Like, I just have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to sit and relax. So it's kind of nice to invest that energy in something that brings me so much joy and is able to bring my community joy and bring yeah. them together. And do you, so do you go out to parties just as a person attending an event? Or do you, are you constantly kind of in the DJ mode where you're, like, listening for certain things or trying to find a certain kind of party? Yeah, I'm always in DJ mode. Yeah. yeah. It used to be it used to be just going to parties to parties, but now I'm always listening, like very closely. Like yeah. I'm shazamming constantly. Mm. I'm just like listening to transitions. It's right. yeah. And how does it feel I mean, as a queer person, I always I feel like there's sort of a radar you have when you're in a queer space and there there's kind of alarms that go off when you're in a very non queer mm. space. <laughs> and and I wonder what it's like in terms of this kind of party scene in, in New York City. Like, I, I live in a community and in a geographic location that's very different from here. Yeah. And so the way that I kind of navigate queer landscapes is very different. Like, oh, yeah. there's not these huge parties. There's not tons of people. You know, there's people doing really good work and all sorts of um, community building, but it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I went to a party that sounds like the parties that you're putting on and, mm-hmm. and, and curating. But I mean, how does it feel as a as a queer person, as a black woman, like how does it feel to show up at a party where it's like super heteronormative or it feels very white or there's there's just like cis men in the DJ booth and it's I don't know. I, I just am curious about how that that feels because on the one hand, like you're so invested in building a space but you also have to kind of confront other spaces that are maybe dominating a landscape what do you what does that feel like yeah so i mean i give respect where respect is due always you know so if you're killing it you're killing it like i'll go someplace and that was kind of how i well i'll start there so i'll go someplace if there's a good dj like i'll go for a dj so i'll end up in a lot of heteronormative spaces for that reason um but if like i go to a space and the DJ is just whack and it's heteronormative. I'm just like, so I'm just bored. Like, I want to go someplace else. Or I'm like, maybe I should have thrown an event. Like, or I'll just be sitting there like, yeah, I could probably do a better job than that. I get somebody that could do a better Like, right. I'm, I go into business mode. I'm just like, okay, so we got to do something. Because when I first moved here and got kind of into the scene, I'd always have to go out in Manhattan. Like, I didn't even know there was anything in Brooklyn. Like getting involved it was like kind of finding one experience one event finding another event next thing i know i'm like immersed in this like qtpoc like wild brooklyn environment it's been great but like for the first you know two years i was here it was kind of just like so where is everybody like i go to these parties in manhattan i'm like all right but like where 
where is everybody? Like, <laughs> there'd always be the choice. Like, do I go someplace with good music or do I have to go someplace with queer people? And if I'm here with queer people, will there be good music? Like, will there be any black people? Like, I was always having to um, compromise some aspect of my intersectionality. Hmm. Um, which is why I was so adamant to create this space because I'm like, this is crazy. And I kept talking to other people and they're like, yeah, like, what's going on? And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do this and see right. what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. I mean, yeah. I've learned in a lot of ways that you just have to decide something is a good idea or it's worthwhile to try and then you have to do it and see what happens. And it seems like it's been completely worthwhile and is growing and building and yeah. And I'll ask you one more question. Um, mm. It's funny to me, like, I showed up here, we're in your apartment, and I showed up <laughs> and saw a bunch of people from the place that we grew up. Like, we, Yo, yeah. what is it like, I mean, I know tons of people who, who left New Jersey and, and ended up in Manhattan or in Queens or in Brooklyn, and I have a little, you know, I have a little community of folks that I really try to seek out when I'm here, mm-hmm. and a, how often do you run into people that we all went to high school with in the city, or like how 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 do the kind of separate halves of like people you've known for a long time versus people who are just getting incorporated into your life here, like how does that overlap happen, and who are you spending time with? <laughs> it's it's actually really funny. Like I run into people from high school all the time, all the time. Like I remember I came here um, and I was dating this woman. I was like, yeah, you know, I just moved here, I don't know. But, like, every time we'd be walking around, someone would be like, hey, Adair, what's up? I'm like, oh, what's going on? Like, Who are these people? I'm like, I went, to, I went to school, like, 30 minutes from here. They're everywhere. Like, I don't know. It could be anyone popping up anywhere at any time. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, but, like, I have, like, a core crew. Like, actually, all of us in Hot Sauce, we all went to high school together. Um, so we all are here but now it's just other people like I have people tell me they're like it's kind of weird like all of you guys every time they meet someone new they're like yeah we went to high school together like so everyone here went to high school together I'm just (laughs) I'm the only one that's just living in Brooklyn yeah so it's it's pretty funny and unusual I guess uh but yeah it's it's great it's great having that kind of rock from like way back and having also history, having all these new yeah. experiences that are you know evolving and making me grow as a person right mm-hmm. and i mean if you can picture the next year or the next couple years in terms of these projects and you like mm-hmm. cultivating these kind of spaces what what are your what do you like dream about what's like ideal Man. set of circumstances okay the verbal manifestations here <laughs> i like it i like it <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I definitely like to move my DJing, like, just out here, traveling, want to go overseas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do some festivals. I mean, I kind of want to also, like, in the next couple of years, a big goal is to kind of create my own festival um, with some some people that I'm kind of building with as we speak, mm-hmm. um, and also just create like rocks in the community that people can always go to that they always know is there and places they're consistent because I feel like there's so many like you know when you're in like the one queer bar in the space and there's just a bunch of random like straight guys that come in mm-hmm. and you're like 
you have every other bar in this city. <laughs> like, why are you here right now? You know, yeah. I want it to be that we have a couple bars. Like every time in the city, like, you know, when the lesbian bar closes, everyone's like, no, the that lesbian bar. community. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want, I don't want that. You so. don't want it to be one place that where it's all resting. Yes. On that yeah. Space. I want to, I want to make something that's consistent and intentional. Um, yeah. And just help everybody grow, help everybody heal, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. important. Well, thank you for sharing your insight. I'm so glad to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a Maggie. while. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. All right, that's all we've got for now. Don't forget to check out Hot Sauce Online. I should also mention that the word hot in hot sauce is spelled H-A-U-T-E. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Hot Sauce BK or shoot them an email at hotsaucebk at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode and stay tuned for upcoming interviews with First Floor Corner Store.